Hey Hope family, welcome to another Hope Daily and our continued look at the book of 2 Chronicles. Today we'll be overviewing chapters 10 and 11 and we'll be reading a few verses from chapter 10. We've all experienced high points and low points in our lives. And this really should be expected. You have to take the good with the bad, as they say. But I think what can catch us by surprise is the quick turnarounds that life can have, for good or for bad. And perhaps you've experienced this. You have maybe an excellent day at work, a project that you've been working on is received wonderfully, and there's even talk of an upcoming promotion. You drive home riding that high, only to be welcomed by some upsetting news from your spouse or perhaps one of your children. This can happen in the reverse as well, as you are going through one of the toughest moments of your life, and then all of a sudden, your fortune seems to change. So often, our best moments and our worst moments are side by side, not far apart. And how do we account for such drastic shifts? What causes such things to change? In the examples that I've given, the ingredients to these shifts are largely out of our control. And this is one way that they can happen, for sure. But often our lives, and certainly the stability of institutions and nations, appear to shift out of nowhere, but the seeds have really been planted from long ago. We just see the fruit before we know what's coming. I think of the 2008 housing market crash. For many, it seemingly came out of nowhere. The U.S. economy had rebounded well after the attacks on 9-11, and then all of a sudden the bottom fell out again. We now know that it was a series of bad decisions and even worse risks taken on by banks and others that led to an inevitable, though it was behind the scenes, crash for so many people. As we've followed the story of Israel through First and Second Chronicles, we have seen David take this nation to new heights. His military prowess expanded the nation's territory to its furthest points. He had built for himself and future kings a beautiful palace. He had returned the ark to Jerusalem and had laid the plans for the building of the temple. Solomon, his son, took those plans and turned them into a reality. Solomon increased his personal and national riches and maintained their reputation among the nations. How then did the nation go so quickly from its zenith, from its height, to being fractured and warring within itself? Let's take a look at 2 Chronicles 10, verses 1 to 11. This takes place right after Solomon's death. There we read, Then Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Naboth, heard about it, for he was in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon's presence, Jeroboam returned from Egypt. So they summoned him. Then Jeroboam and all Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam. Your father made our yoke harsh. Therefore, lighten your father's harsh service and the heavy yoke he put on us, and we will serve you. Rehoboam replied, Return to me in three days. So the people left. Then King Rehoboam consulted with the elders who had attended his father Solomon when he was alive, asking, How do you advise me to respond to this people? They replied, If you will be kind to this people and please them by speaking kind words to them, they will be your servants forever. But he rejected the advice of the elders who had advised him, and he consulted with the young men who had grown up with him, the ones attending him. He asked them, What message do you advise we send back to this people who said to me, Lighten the yoke your father put on us? Then the young men 
who had grown up with him, told him, This is what you should say to the people who said to you, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. This is what you should say to them. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Now therefore, my father burdened you with a heavy yoke, but I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I with scorpions. For a moment at the beginning there, it looks like Rehoboam is going to do the right thing, that he's going to make a wise decision. And he does show initial wisdom. He tells Jeroboam and all of Israel, I need three days. So he doesn't respond from his gut. He he knows that it's the right thing to seek counsel, to think about it. So he first goes to Solomon's counsel. They tell him to take it easy, to show kindness to these people. But he doesn't like that advice so much. Instead, he goes to his friends from his youth and asks, what do they think? And here, in in both responses, we see two visions of what it means to lead. The wise, experienced counsel suggests Rehoboam endear himself to his people. The young counsel suggests that he reign harder than his father and let the people know who's boss, as it were. The younger crowd believes what many believe about leadership in today's world, that leading means shows of power. Strict rules that make it clear who is in charge and who is serving who. To have power, one must hold on to power and wield that power. Solomon's council knew better. They had seen how hard Solomon had worked his people through taxation and forced labor to build the temple. They knew the seeds he was planting had already started to grow into fruits of resentment and discontent. They knew, however, it wasn't too late to change that. They knew that leading was not about exercising power, but about loving and caring for the people you were leading, showing that you cared and winning their audience. Rehoboam, in his youthful lust, took the harder approach. This quickly led to insubordination from his people and shortly thereafter a split in the kingdom. The idea that a king was to be a shepherd, gentle and caring, and responsible to God, using only his might and power when necessary, was lost on Rehoboam. For Israel and Judah, there would be small glimpses of that vision of a king, but ultimately that vision was not to return. Not until Christ, anyway. Jesus, when talking to Nicodemus, said, The Son of Man did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. And the night Jesus was betrayed, he gathered with his disciples, and as they argued over who would be the greatest in his kingdom, Jesus said, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you shall be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? But I am among you as one who serves. Jesus' entire life and ministry was an example of how the only real way to lead others is to serve. Rehoboam missed this completely. He saw himself as one to be served, not as one to serve. And this cost him and Israel dearly. And I think this story gives us at least two points of application. The first that I have touched on most in this podcast is about how we use our power. You may not feel powerful, but you have influence over others, whether it be at work, in your family, or here at church. There are people who look to you. There are tasks and even characteristics that come naturally to you that do not come to others. This gives you an advantage over others in some area of your life. How do you wield that power, influence, and advantage? Is it so that you can have an easier life, or do you use it to the benefit of others? The second point of application comes in Rehoboam taking bad advice. Who have you surrounded yourself with? 
Who has a voice to speak to you? If all you have are people who tell you what you want to hear or otherwise are just giving you bad advice, why is that? Have you had people who were willing to tell you the truth and point you in the right direction, but due to your rejection, they now have no voice in your life? We need to pr practice discerning good advice from bad. We have to practice hearing from those we disagree with and humbly changing our minds and attitudes when we are wrong. Take some time today and think through both of those sets of questions. May we be a people who heed wise counsel and who use our powers to lift up others.